Welcome yet again to What Would Jesus Watch? I am your host, Alex Dorio, alongside my co-host, the lovely and talented Kate Dorio. How are you doing tonight? I am wonderful, and I'm loving you to be so lovely and talented. Well, continue to say lovely and talented, and I'll continue to introduce you like that. It's a conditional introduction. Oh, okay. It's, uh, it's not in the script. It's just... Very conditional. Uh, anyway, thank you for tuning in to the podcast. We appreciate you giving us another chance to talk to you about Christian cinema or faith-based cinema, whatever you want to call it. We appreciate the opportunity for that. Thank you for listening to our last episode. This is episode number two of the podcast. Uh, just had such a huge, tremendous outpouring of support after that first podcast numbers were through the roof setting records on itunes i mean just your response has been crazy all the letters coming in oh man can you believe it kate so much the fruit basket yes the the fruit basket the cards too much people too much we're just normal people but keep it coming uh, thank you for checking us out on Twitter at WWJWPod and on our Facebook page, What Would Jesus Watch? Uh, if you haven't followed along to those, we would love for you to do so so you can keep up uh, with all the movies that we're going to be watching so you can watch them too, so you can know what we're talking about. So, of course, you could probably see from the title of this week's episode that we're going to be talking about the movie Noah. came out in 2014, starring Russell Crowe. Jennifer Connelly, Emma Watson, directed by Darren Aronofsky. A bit of a controversial movie, uh, as Kate said in our uh, mysterious Lost episode that we recorded uh, a fourth uh, of before this. What uh, did I say? Not necessarily a Christian movie, possibly, which we'll obviously get into, but obviously a a faith-based, biblical, biblical movie. Mm, Biblically biblically inspired. Okay. Well, let's just... Faith-based, biblically inspired. Let's jump right into it. Okay. Okay. What what did... It's available uh, on Netflix and on all the other streaming services if you haven't watched it yet. Uh, It's a steal, you guys. It's a good movie. Go watch it. It's totally free. So, what did you think of the movie, Kate? I thought it was a really great movie. I thought it was beautiful to watch. Uh-huh. I thought it was entertaining. I thought the action was great. Um, the acting was not the best I've ever seen, but that's okay. I thought it was perfectly entertaining, and I really liked it as a movie yeah. for entertainment purposes. Yeah, I loved it. I, I thought this movie was awesome. Uh, it reminded me of if Marvel ever did a biblical movie. Or Lord of the Rings. Or possibly a Lord of the Rings uh, mixed with a biblical movie. Which, Lord of the Rings, you know, there's some biblical aspects in there and some Christian overtones in there, but this movie was just... But we mean, like, the not real things in the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, oh, yeah, we'll get into that in a second. Uh, I mean, this movie was just beautiful to watch, uh, definitely in certain points, yes. There's a lot of imagery that... Uh, I really is going to stick with me. It's stuck with me since we watched it last week. Um, Darren Aronofsky, Darren Aronofsky, excuse me, is one of my favorite directors. Uh, he directed a movie called The Wrestler. He directed The Black Swan, uh, The Fountain, um, uh, was uh, Requiem for a Dream. Uh, he's a fantastic director. He's great with uh, the images that he puts out there. Uh, 
I think I wrote down uh, one of my prevailing thoughts during this movie. Just the word that kept going through my head was, whoa. There's just so many things going on, some crazy ideas going on, but just uh, a lot of action, uh, a lot of... Uh, just mind-blowing stuff going on in this movie. I really, really enjoyed it. I thought the performances were really good. I thought Russell Crowe was fantastic uh, choice to play Noah. I loved Anthony Hopkins as Methuselah. I, I loved every time he popped up. Yeah, Methuselah's character is one of my favorites. I, I thought he stole the movie. Uh, Him and his berries. <laughs> Russell Crowe, uh, another musical performance from him. Did you enjoy that part, Kate? I did. I didn't know if you wanted me to revisit that. Sure. <laughs> no, it's okay. I just think it's funny because he sings a little lullaby in the movie. And if you haven't seen Les Mis, then, well, I'm not a huge fan, but you should probably go see it. And if for no other reason than to laugh at Russell Crowe singing in that movie the entire time. Was it any better in this movie? Uh, yes, it was less forced and... Uh-huh. Less like yelling. Yeah. It was more like actual singing. Yeah. I, I it was, it was, was a little bit better. It was light and delicate as yeah. opposed to, John Maldon, which is what he sounds like. <laughs> Still in not the most Lightness. dulcet tones for the baby in the movie. But no. I guess the baby didn't have much choice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love the way he looked in this movie. He looked like a poor man's Eddie Vedder or a muscular, muscular Eddie Vedder. Uh, I enjoyed that. But, uh, but there's really no reason for us... To, I mean, we don't need to hash out the plot of this movie. Uh, if you've ever been to Sunday school or vacation Bible school as a kid, you probably know the story of Noah, so uh, we're, we won't get into the basic outline of the movie because, for the most part, uh, it's telling the same story of mm. Noah, just maybe embellished a little bit. Embellished. So, yeah, let's talk about those embellishments. Uh, like I said, this is a controversial movie uh, had a lot of aspects that uh, a lot of people liked a lot of people really didn't like um, one that was pointed out by one of our commenters on our Facebook page was the fact that the the name God is never mentioned throughout the entire nope. film God is known as the, the creator, creator the creator in this movie what did you think about that um Pretty much thought it was ridiculous from the first time I heard it. But not surprising. I just heard him say it and I was like, the creator. Oh, okay. Cool. No, why do you think that was ridiculous? Because they did that to placate non-religious people in Hollywood and just the secular world in general to make the m movie more marketable to people who don't want anything to do with God. Well, I, I don't see it Even that though way. that's dumb, because if that was the case, why would you go see the movie Noah? Oh, I didn't see it that way. I thought it was just a creative choice to use that. And that that's what God is. I mean, that's another label for God. He's never There's never any other gods that are mentioned in this thing. That's clearly who they see as their God. But to me, it's like uh, when you watch The Walking Dead... They never use the term zombies in the show. That's like a rule in the show. They always call them walkers. Like the, the word zombie does not exist in that universe. And maybe in this universe, they just, they call God the creator. Just like we have many different names for God. 
I think that's fine. I think I, I was fine with I it. I think your I point it. saying that it's like just another word for him is fine that is creative. But let me remind you while our dog chews up our blanket. Or our animal on our ark in our house. Is, um, Kate's about to throw him off the ark. That um, that's all nice and creative, but it's not another universe. Like, it's a story that actually happened. So it's not some, you know, Lord of the Rings type of other well, world. We don't know that back then they necessarily called God God. They could have called him something different back then. I guess then. so. I don't know. I, I, I don't think there was some hidden, crazy Hollywood agenda. I don't there. think that's hidden. That I think if that's the case, it's very obvious. Well, uh, well, I see what you're saying just as well. Well, kind of the uh, I did a little research on the background of, of Darren Aronofsky and why he wanted to make this movie. Apparently, he was he was always fascinated with the story of Noah growing up, even though he uh, is a pronounced atheist. He doesn't believe in God. But uh, mm-hmm. even as a kid, he, he wrote poetry about Noah. He thought that was a really fascinating story. He always thought that would make a really cool movie. So uh, he is not a believer in God, but he wanted to tell this story for a long, long time. He's really passionate about telling the story. Um, and I thought, you know, for the most part, he's very respectful uh, to the story of Noah. Um, I agree. Yeah? Pretty much. Yeah. Um, one of the other, the other, I think the bigger, maybe not the bigger, but the other big controversial aspect would be the characters of the Watchers. The Watchers. In the movie. You want to explain what those um, were? Well, in the very first 60 seconds of the movie, you see the characters of the Watchers. Now, this is where it gets a little, like, Lord of the Rings-ish on us because yes. they're, like, rocks? But they, well, at first I'm like, are they rocks or are they trees? Is this the Lord of the Rings? Like, what is happening? The, it turns it out that they're rocks. straight out of Lord of the Rings. They're it just, did. Like, there's nothing. Well, they're rock people. They're rock, they're rocks that are shaped like human bodies. They're yeah. very, very sad looking. They have arms and legs and they're, you know, their faces are really sad. Yes. Uh, can I explain what they are? I actually have the clip of one of the watchers kind of explaining a little bit. Oh, okay. So uh, it may be a little hard to hear because the <laughs> well, their voices are very uh, you'll, you'll hear. Roll, roll, roll. That's what their voices sound like. So we'll still explain it afterward, but uh, you can get this is only really the only clip I got of the movie. So uh, this is one of the watchers explaining to Noah. Uh, who they are and why they're around. I'm sorry, I frightened you. Watchers have learned to fear men. Then why are you helping us? The Creator formed us on the second day, the day he made the heavens. We watched over Adam and Eve, saw their frailty and their love, and then we saw their fall.
Okay, so basically these watchers are like fallen angels uh, that came down. Yes. And tried to help out Adam and Eve uh, and were punished? No, they they came down. De- well, no. <laughs> no, they, hold on. Let me find my notes. They were, they didn't, I don't know how to explain this. They were angels. It's hard to yeah. They were angels, and they didn't come down to help Adam and Eve necessarily, did they? I thought that's what he said. They came down to help Adam and Eve after the fall. After the fall. Okay, they so felt sorry for them. That's right. So they are angels, and they felt sorry for what had happened to. They felt sorry for them after the fall, and they, against God's wishes, came down, and their goal was to help the humans back to. You know, like to restore to restore their just to restore the Garden of Eden, basically. Yeah, yeah, that whole or mindset. just to just help them because they felt bad for them, and then God literally like shot down these like lightning bolt kind of things and turned them into stones. Yes, and that's why they look so sad, and also their faces. Their eyes, like, they have an internal light from the inside, and that's their glow. That's, like, their angel glow. Well, that's, that's what they trapped are. trapped in we the rocks. Learn later on. They're basically just beams of light. They're just beams of light trapped in rocks currently. Yes. And we're having a hard time explaining this, because in case you weren't aware, this is not anywhere in the Bible. No, it's not. <laughs> we checked. We checked. We checked just to make sure. And what I did find was that... Their idea of these Watcher characters... Oh my gosh, are you... I know what you're going to reference. No, I don't think you do. No? I, I'm excited to find out what you think I'm going to reference. Okay. But uh, they, um, the, these characters, they go on, uh, they see that Noah has actually talked to the creator, to God, and they help Noah build the ark. That's their big role in the movie. Uh, but their idea for this came from the Book of Enoch, which is a, oh, a lost it's a lost book of the Bible. It's one of the books that was not included in the canon of the Bible, but it there are a couple verses in there that don't wait no. but it mentions these helpers somewhere in there. Something about some sort of helpers and these fallen angels in there. So it's not tech it's it well it's certainly not in the bible as we know it but there are some historical documents that reference a character or something that of the sort that uh, the filmmakers got this inspiration this idea from like they were trying to figure out a way that noah could have built this ark and so that was their way of explaining it oh you mean sort of like the oh why haven't we done this the movie exodus that we saw in theaters yeah we might have to get to that one we will get to that one well here's a little spoiler that much like the movie exodus there are there are things like the watchers and also later on in the movie they have um this like magical incense that puts all of the animals to sleep. Mm, that and was interesting. That like was that. super interesting. It looks like magic at first, and it was creepy. And I was like, "This is really getting weird." But really, it just put them to sleep while they were on the ark. And I thought, "Man, that is such a good idea." I never thought about how the animals fed and like yeah. how they ate and how, where they like went to the bathroom. And so the whole incense thing, along with the watchers, are ways of like are ways of showing how these things might have gone about 
that aren't mm -hmm. like spelled out in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Now, I think the incense is much more believable than the Watchers. I do too. But the, basically, I'm saying the movie Exodus is all of that. Like I it explains the the plagues with these these wonderful ways that you would be like, oh, that makes so much sense. So I appreciate that kind of thing. It gives a almost a scientific. I don't know if that's right, the right word. But, but not it, in like a science versus religion sort of thing. No, but I'm saying it, it gives a way to explain uh, how these amazing things happen. Yeah. Uh, almost saying, yes, uh, we believe that God did this, but maybe God did it in a way that can be physically represented and wasn't just magic. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying one way is better than another, whichever way you want to think about how God did it. But it's fun to think about... Well, you know, that that's still God doing this amazing thing, but can we possibly explain it and show it in this way? I appreciate that. I love that about this movie because I think I think part of the way that we're supposed to read the Bible is to read between the lines a little bit and to read in between the pauses, in between the sentences. Sometimes we just mm. only read what exactly what is in there. But there has to be other things that aren't explained in there. And I think we, I think it's okay to use your imagination to think about, okay, what else happened? What happened in between this and that? Because other things had to have happened. And, and to me, a movie like Noah does a lot more, I, I believe it can be a lot more effective in leading people towards the Bible than say, not to bash it, but to go back to a movie like The Encounter last week. Because a movie like Noah... Even if you're not a Christian, you're going to watch that movie and be like, whoa, what, is that in the Bible? That's amazing. I, I want to go read this biblical story and see what it is actually about and compare it to this movie. It's uh, true. And what we are numb... I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Yeah. And what we are numb to as like, you know, people who've known the story of Noah since we were like three years old, what we're numb to is the fact that like, we're talking about how the Watchers are cool. Mm-hmm. The freaking entire earth is flooded. Yeah. And a man and his family get in an ark and live in it. Yeah. That's amazing. We're pretty numb to that. And I don't know if there are people in the Western world who don't know about the story of Noah, whether or not they're Christians or not. But just imagine that. And they'd be like, no way, that didn't actually happen. So that's kind of cool. And this movie does not run from that. I mean... No, this is not a kid's movie. It is dark. Oh, yes. It's uh, not a kid's movie. No, there Hermione is... gets a little dirty in this movie. Okay? <laughs> well, I forgot about it. Yeah. Oh, we're going to cover that. Yeah, there is a brief sex scene in there. But more than that, I mean, the, the scenes where uh, the rest of the world is trying to get on the ark. Oh, and they're yes. surviving. It's terrifying. And there's cannibalism. And there's murder. And there's war. Which, if you think about it, surely that stuff had to be going on, yeah. you know, in the midst of all this. That's what God was going to do away with all of these people to begin with, uh, and so it, it touches on that. And it, it, and Noah, you know, wears the weight of all of this as well. And he is uh, heavily stricken by grief and, and wrestling with doubt as to what his purpose is and what he's supposed to be doing. And it gets into that. It doesn't run away from it. Noah's not just this, you know, angelic character in this movie by any means. He's very real. He's very real. He's kind of a jerk. 
I'll be honest. <laughs> well, let's talk about uh, Hermione, Emma Watson. Wait, well, I know. No, okay. Before we get to that. Before we get to when Hermione appears in the movie, we need to talk about the other Hogwarts reference in this movie. That when Noah goes up to the mountain to see Methuselah, he has... Oh, no, he has this dream before then. He has this dream. It's basically how they say God told him what to do. Mm. And he has this dream... And he's standing on the ground, and the like, blood's coming out of it. And then all of a sudden, he's underwater, possibly in the lake outside of Hogwarts. If you have seen Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, or read it and have a great imagination, you will know what I'm talking about. I have no idea what you're talking about. The, we will pretend that he didn't say that. Um, they are in a lake in the Goblet of Fire, and I'm so sorry for all you Harry Potter fans that are listening to this that I cannot tell you the exact names. I am a big fan. I'm embarrassed. But they go to the challenge where they have to spend, like, an hour and a half underwater. And, like, this, it's this huge thing with Harry trying to figure out, like, how am I going to breathe underwater the whole time? Mm. But the point is, is that under the water, there's, like, these, like, mer- like creepy mermaid-type people. And they're, like, chasing and, like, trying to attack all of the competitors. And this dream that Noah has, he's down in the water and there's, like, dead people everywhere. Yeah. And they're, like, pulling him down, and it's really creepy. Yeah. It's really creepy. I'm sorry. That, I couldn't, like, that's one of the weirdest scenes in this movie to me. It's very short, because it's, like, a dream sequence, but it's really creepy. Okay, sorry. On to Hermione. And speaking of Harry Potter, I did love how everyone in this movie has a vague British accent. Oh, yes. <laughs> or vague European accent, all, is what I'll say. I'm not sure what country. Movies, from. All movies that are made in English that aren't set in America, whether they're set in England or or, or anywhere Jerusalem else in the world, ancient they have Earth. a vague English accent. You're right. <laughs> vague European accent. Vague I'll European say. accent. Well, that doesn't make sense. Because Russell Crowe's Australian. Well, that's so. not European. You're right. <laughs> what just happened? It Alex used to doesn't be. know anything. Is British it, colony. No. It was. Oh, gosh. Moving on to Hermione. (laughs) So Emma Watson uh, plays an adopted daughter of Noah, I guess. Oh, can we talk about how she was adopted? How she... I don't remember how... It's horrifying. Yeah. Russell Crowe... Noah. Russell Crowe and Noah... And his wife, Jennifer Connolly, who I don't know what her Noah's name is. Noah's wife. Noah's wife. I call her <laughs> She's Jennifer. In the Bible. I call her Jennifer in all of my notes. And the boys, their children, Shem, Ham, and Jaff- Japheth. 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 He says Japheth in the movie. Anyway, they're running away. Oh no, they're on their way to see Methuselah at the mountain. Uh-huh. And they come upon this like village, sort of. It's been like burned down. And then the kids are like, oh, look. Oh, look. There's a massacre of children. Mm. There's literally dead children everywhere. And one of the boys finds Hermione. And she's, she's well, it's obviously not Hermione in at this age. But finds her and she's like half alive. So they save her. That's how she's adopted into their family. And almost immediately, it's very weird to me, almost immediately Jennifer Connelly can tell you, Oh, she's infertile. She will not be able to produce children. Well, no, because they they fast forward. No, she's she's referring to her 
her she had injuries. A huge, yeah, she had really bad injuries to that area yeah, of well, her body. Why is Jennifer Connelly like a medical doctor? You had to know everything back then because there weren't any doctors. You if just had I to was know stabbed in that general area, you would have no idea that <laughs> I was infertile. Well, uh, that get that problem gets solved though. Oh, from yes, it does. Methuselah. Played by Anthony Hopkins. Yes, let's talk about Methuselah. Uh, who is a few generations apart, but related to to Noah. He's Noah's grandfather. I think it's no great. No. no. You got it? Are you going to fact check me? Um, yes, in Genesis, okay. it's Methuselah, Lamech, and Noah. Okay, excuse me. Excuse there you me. Go. Uh, who, and Methuselah loves berries. No, don't talk about the berries yet. I'm sorry. No. Okay, yeah, he loves his berries. No, they're on the way up to the mountain. There's some funny things about Methuselah. Like, every time, like Great. Alex said, Comedic every time he comes up, there's something to laugh about. They're on the way up to the mountain. He's just having a blast. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) And the little boy goes, Grandfather? And I was like, actually, it's just the Grinch or Bigfoot, because that's what it looks like up on the top of this mountain. And then you get up there. How many times are you going to work the Grinch into this podcast? What? So far? I mean. I mean. In the future. Um, Then you get up there, and Noah's, like, made this huge trek to see Methuselah. With so far, all you've seen is his family and some bad people. And it looks like they're just out in the world by themselves. You get up there, Methuselah has been chilling out in this mountain the whole time, not helping anybody out, especially not Noah. Noah has to come all the way to him. What have you been doing? Good point. And he gets up there. He gets up there and Noah asks him, what would you like most in the world? His response is berries. <laughs> yes, we brought him any berries. He's been in the mountain for who That's knows how long and all she all he can think about is berries. And he does he does finally get his berries right before he, he does. Died, right before the flood waters come. He Literally all he out. can think about that. I have that that later. It's beautiful. Made me happy. Oh my I said, oh my gosh, Methuselah came down for the berries. Finally. But uh, I think what oh. we're trying to say <laughs> is he he gives his blessing to uh, Emma Watson. You really jumped. Well, that's what. That's why I was saying she went to go see Methuselah, and that, and he was able to touch her stomach, her her basically her womb, her basically, yeah. and make her fertile again, which is good news for Sh- uh, for Shem. Yeah. Well, she basically is like, oh, I'm gonna go try this out right now, and she runs to Shem in the woods, and they have sex in the woods. And this is bad news for Noah because Noah has it stuck in his head that God, God just wants to take care of the animals. He his vision is that uh, God is going to use him and his family to protect all the animals. But since uh, Emma Watson's infertile, they're not going to produce any more kids or anything like that so the human race is going to end with them. And he also thinks that's how it's supposed to happen because he thinks that a part of God punishing humanity is just completely wiping them uh-huh. out, that he and his family are no different. Which causes trouble with Noah and Ham, his uh, his middle son. Classic middle child. Classic. Classic, classic. middle child. Who uh, tries to bring his girlfriend on the boat. Who he met in a ditch of dead bodies. Yeah. Let's remind you of that. He ran away from home. He's all upset with his dad and finds this girl. And Noah won't let her onto the boat. 
And this causes a big rift between them. Y'all, he not only not let her on the boat, he pushed her away and she was stampeded. Yeah. It was, it was hard very graphic. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you've got Noah, who's got fixed in this vision. Uh, and then Ham is all upset because he doesn't have a girl. Shem has a girl. Uh, and find out that his girl is pregnant. And what does Noah decide he's going to do? He just says, you don't know what this is making me do or something like that. What? Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm not there. Well, he says, if it's a boy... Oh, yeah. Then they'll keep it. But if it's a girl, it's gotta Dead. go. He's gonna kill her immediately. It's gotta go. If you should bear a girl on the moment of her birth, I will cut her down. Harsh. That's an exact quote. And then I said, dramatic music, Hermione crying. <laughs> and this is all, let's just say, this is all just, this is all just to make it an interesting movie. Again, none, none Again, of this. not biblical. We couldn't find any of this in the Bible. In fact, in the Bible, it says that Noah's three sons had wives. Yes. So this whole issue was not never an issue. Yes. Uh, and I did read why that they did this, though. Okay. Uh, and their reasoning for, for adding the whole, this whole storyline in comes because at the end of the movie, one of the final scenes of the movie, uh, after the flood has dissipated and after, oh, everybody's happy, we're, we've all created this whole new earth together... Uh, we see uh, Noah getting drunk. Uh, he builds, he makes a garden and gets drunk off his wine, and then, excuse me, uh, and is naked. And is naked, and his and his children find him, and Ham gets really upset about this, and he runs away. Uh, I don't know where he thinks he's going to go or who he's going to find or how he's going to survive. Basically, I guess he's going to be like him, Methuselah. In the movie, basically, Ham just. Walks away to his death. Yeah. Uh, but this scene, uh, believe it or not, if you never, a lot of you may not realize this, this scene is actually in the Bible. Uh, if you, sort of, if you read yes, past sort of. the Noah's Ark story, the next chapter sees years down the line, Noah gets drunk for some reason, falls asleep naked, and Ham discovers him and goes and tells his uh his siblings about it. His they brother. cover him up. Yeah, his and brother. And they just come over and they put a blanket on him and they don't look at him. They make a point not to look at they his nakedness. They cover him up backwards. Yeah. <laughs> says. But Noah gets really upset about this. He wakes up and is like, Ham, why did you tell your brothers I was naked and drunk? And then... And then uh, takes away his blessing and, he, and curses th- his And whole, that's why the Canaanites were completely cursed. Um... So what Darren Aronofsky and the writers and producers said, like, they saw this scene and they wanted to include it. Kate's getting a cookie. Uh, they wanted to They're include like this. Biscuits. They're delicious. Thank you for making this. <laughs> uh, they wanted to include this scene in the movie, but they couldn't figure out why Ham and Noah had this animosity in between them. Well, neither could I when I read the... Bible story. I was like, what the heck? So they said, Why is Noah such a jerk? That's exactly what they said. You're the one that got drunk. So they wanted to come up with a reason for why they had all this animosity. So that's where they came up with the idea of Noah not letting Ham uh, have a wife and all of that. Which he does have a wife in the Bible. So it's kind of a convoluted way. It's not the best way of going about it. But it it made for an interesting story. So in that way, it's not like the Watchers. 
where it wasn't in the Bible and they created it. In the story between Noah and Ham, it went one way and they completely changed it in this movie. They completely changed it because they wanted to have a reason. Because uh, the Bible doesn't really explain why they're so upset with each other. So they wanted to come up with a reason for that. And also, Ham tries to kill Noah at one point, influenced by uh, Tubal oh, Cain, yeah. uh, who I don't even know if we'll even get to, but he's kind of the villain of the movie, the, the anti-Noah, if you will. Um, but I wanted to ask you a couple other questions uh, about some themes that I saw in the movie. I wanted to see if you picked up on these, Kate. Am I um, the audience? You're, you're you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, did you get... A, um, did you get an evolution uh, agenda while watching this movie? A pro-evolution agenda versus creationism? Did you pick up on that? No, because I thought it was very clear that... No, I thought it was very clearly creationism. Did you see, did you notice that one scene where it's like the montage of... The sunsets? The sunsets yeah. and the... I have and They were showing all the, the first life on Earth kind of evolving yeah, it was beautiful. into man. It was beautiful. I loved it. And they, they weren't outright saying this was the cause of evolution. It didn't, didn't technically show these things evolving into one another. But I, I got the sense that maybe... That was thrown in there uh, as kind of a wink to evolution. No, no, no. You didn't get that? Sorry, guys. I'm having to search my notes. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Sorry. It's in big letters. Um, The montage was after the water begins to spring up out of the ground. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't about creating. It wasn't about anything being created or born it was about the animals making their way to the ark i think you like threw it back in the movie no but it definitely goes from it animals it, it, the animals turn into humans in that montage it goes from like lizards and, and snakes and stuff into monkeys into humans walking that's how the montage goes <laughs> do you want to go back and watch it yeah, I don't, I don't think that that's accurate. I think it's just animals. Okay, so we just rewatched the scene in question because uh, we both wanted to be sure of what we were talking about. And uh, I still think maybe there's a little bit of a pro-evolution agenda that uh, the filmmakers wanted to throw in there. What did you think of it? Um, if that's the case, I don't think it's a very strong, strong stance because... My notes say, story of creation, pretty accurate so far, beautiful imagery. I thought it was beautiful. I thought what he said, now you have to, the, the scene is it's two different things. It's what Noah's saying and what we're seeing. Yes. What Noah's saying is very accurate. What we're seeing can be misconstrued to be more of an evolution thing. But like Alex was saying, like, the animal's you could argue that the animals are all turning into each other. Like, they're evolving into these different things. Or you could argue what... I'm not even trying to argue. Like, I, when I watched it, I thought, they're not turning into each other. They're, or they're not evolving. They're yeah. just... This is how they're... The, the 
artists are choosing to show us all of the different kinds of creation by, you know, putting, anyway, I, I just, I saw it differently. Not that I wanted to, but I just I don't think either one's it. wrong. Uh, I just thought it interesting, oh, no, either. interesting thing. I think some people could get one thing out of it. Some people uh, could get another, well, that's what I'm which saying. is great about the movie. Also, best part about the end of that is that the humans glowed. <laughs> yes, they did. Like yellow, golden They're the glowed. Simpsons. Yeah, the original people. Uh, okay, did you think that there was a pro-veganism agenda in this Absolutely. movie? Absolutely. I wanted to talk about that. In the very beginning. Yes. There is, um, in the very beginning, well, like, it's flash forward to Russell Crowe, Noah being an adult. He's with his boys out in what looks like this desolate place. And one of them wants to pick up a flower. And he's like, don't do that. He said something like, this is the creator's land. And he says, strength comes from the creator. Mm-hmm. Basically, he was saying, our strength comes from the creator. And then this, like animal comes up. And like they're really friendly with the animal. And later on, you see that the other humans like eat animals and eat things like meat and you yes. see that they that like Noah's like not a fan of that yes they never so, eat any of these animals all of that to say i wrote down i'm starting to think Noah and his family don't eat animals and since they didn't take flowers out of the ground i'm really confused about what they consume yeah i don't know if we saw them eat i don't remember that i don't remember if we did or not uh but which is odd because uh, in the Bible it does say that they took uh huh the, they didn't do this in the movie of of animals that were allowed that they were allowed to eat they were able to take seven pairs yeah. of those animals so it's assumed that Noah and his family did eat some animals yeah. while they were on the ark yeah. so that was again is a bit of a stretch but there was there's another scene too where they talked about them not eating any animals there, there was a second scene later on i didn't write it down but i did notice it again so there's definitely something going on there um i mean anything else that you wanted to talk about that really stood out from you um do you, do, you, do you think the actor who played Shem would make a hotter Jesus than the Jesus that we oh saw in our God. last movie? Well, He looked like he was from uh, Lion, Witch, in the Wardrobe. Yes, he, he did. Like. It's funny that you mentioned him as an actor because in the final scene, they like, like pan over to Shem, like, I don't know, doing some gardening or something. And I wrote down, um, I'm really bad at looking through my notes. Um, I wrote down, wow, the, uh, actor playing Shem has been pretty useless in this movie. (laughs) Like, he didn't have to, like, prove that he was a good actor at any point in the movie. Like, like, like... Yeah, Ham had the meteor A walking tree could have played Shem. Like, uh, a a robot with pretty hair could have played Shem. That's basically what he was. Um, but... On the, along the lines of talking about acting in this movie, um, Jennifer Connelly basically has like one major part in the entire movie, and it's when she has this huge like monologue mm-hmm. yelling at Noah because Noah has already said like I'm gonna kill Hermione's babies if they're girls. By the way, Hermione's name is Ela, which is really beautiful. So it's rude that I'm calling her Hermione, but whatever. <laughs> um, 
And so... That name, also not in the Bible. Yeah, no. Um, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Japheth. Gosh, I gotta get that right. One or the other. They just have wives in the Bible. They yeah. don't mean anything. Anyway, so... Back to that. So, Jennifer is getting mad at Noah because he said he's going to kill the babies if they're girls. And she just says, boy or girl, I will never forgive you. You die alone and hated by everyone you love. And I wrote, Jennifer's only major part in the entire movie. I think that was my one main disappointment and criticism with with the movie was uh, the women in the movie. You have two really strong actresses. And they just don't get a lot to do in the movie. And, you can't really complain about the movie, though, because, wh- like, like we said, the yeah. Bible doesn't even, barely even recognizes that they're there. Yeah, and, and I get that. Like, that's all the Bible does, and, is recognize that they were there. And that's, well, I mean, that's just a disappointment with, with the story, with what they were able to do with it. They were able to add in some other really good stuff, and I wish they were able to do more. It's obviously, it's Noah's story. Noah's the Yeah, but let's person. not make this, like, a feminist thing, because Japheth, or whatever, doesn't have any lines either. Uh, so. Okay, I'm just saying. That was I. I really loved the movie. I thought it was great. But if if I if I would offer some criticism with it, that's what I wish we could have got more of. I feel like they could have played a bigger role in the movie. Um, odd piece of trivia: Do you, did you catch how old Noah is supposed to be in this story? Yes, I wrote that down. Hey, Russell Crowe is looking real good for six hundred. Six. Hundred years old, Noah is supposed to be. And he to the looks Bible. like a muscular Eddie Vedder from like I'm, I'm talking like '90s Eddie Vedder. I don't think they mention his age in the movie, but that's how old he's supposed to be uh, biblically. Uh, that's hilarious. I think. Um, well, I want to close it out. Um, well, we'll we'll do our closing segment. It's a new segment. Uh, we'll see how it works. Uh, I want to take up some prayer requests. Some prayer requests for these movies that we're watching. Uh, just some things that maybe uh, we wish we could have seen in the movie. Some things that uh, we'd like to see in some other movies. Some things we'd like to see for the characters in there. Uh, for me, my prayer request for the movie Noah is that I, I want to see more movies like this one. Yeah. I want to see more movies... That, are, that deal with the Bible, that deal with faith, that take some risks, that take some challenges. But I just know that's not going to happen. Because a movie like Noah is going to offend a certain part of the audience, no matter what. Did Noah and a movie like Noah? Oh, yeah. There was some controversy with it. There was? Yeah. A lot of, a lot of um, Christian leaders didn't really like the movie. Um, but a movie like The Encounter, huh. that movie's not going to offend anybody. Because no one outside of a church is going to go see it. And a movie like The Encounter... They might go see it in a church. Yeah, they might get sneak attacked and they go to see it. Uh, But I think, like I said earlier, a movie like Noah is going to lead more people to the Bible. Maybe not to believing, but it's going to at least lead them to the Bible. Because this movie left you with questions Mm -hmm. that you want to research... And that you want to go make your own decisions on, as opposed to the encounter, which just tells you everything that it believes, straight up, straightforward, and you go, 
shrug your shoulders and say, okay, that, I mean, that's nice that you think all that. Um, you didn't really give me anywhere to go on it. I mean, but I know like the Noah. story of Noah, and I even wanted to go and reread the story yeah, in Genesis. Yeah, we both talked about that. Absolutely. And I think a movie like this in a lesser director's hands easily could have gone off the rails. Oh, it would have been so bad. Oh, yeah. But it, this movie took the story very seriously. Even yeah. though you, know, you can argue about whether or not things needed to be added in or taken out or all that stuff, but really, to stretch a movie out, like to tell the story, you got to embellish it a little bit to make a movie out of it, or else you just got a guy building a boat for two and a half hours. Yeah, and if someone did this movie based on, like, oh, let me think of a, not that I think the story of Noah is boring, but like, let's just think of like a book that I thought was super boring. Oh, in the fifth grade, I was forced to read The Hatchet. And I thought it was what? the worst thing that I had ever experienced. Oh, my gosh. And by the end of it, I straight up handed it back to my teacher. I said, this was terrible. I don't know how I'm married to you. Well, you haven't seen all the Harry Potter movies, so neither do I. <laughs> um, anyway. A great book. Let, so, go in reference to The Hatchet. I'm going to download it. If they made a movie of The Hatchet. It's just called Hatchet. It's not called The Hatchet. Oh, my God. Excuse me. If they made a movie of Hatchet. Um, they would definitely have to embellish because it's incredibly boring and nobody would be upset about it. Ugh. I always wanted them to make a movie out of that. Are you kidding me? We are two totally different people right now. Alex is like, like looking up Hatchet online. I'm so upset with you right now. Um, my husband hasn't read or seen all of the Harry Potter books or movies and this is a constant sense of shame that I carry around with me. I need to lift up some prayer requests for you. Just that... You have a deeper understanding of what a great book that was. What are your prayer requests for this movie, Kate? I liked Hermione with her babies at the end. I think she's, like, Mm. very motherly, and it's great. Except for she has the babies, and then she runs up to (laughs) the top of the arc, and I'm just like, can I remind everyone that she just pushed two babies out of her body? She's running around, running from Noah to save her children. Uh, anyway, I don't know what that had to do with prayer requests. But I guess there were just, like, can I just not? Can we, can we pray for Ham? I was about to, stop. I was about to get there. I was about okay. to say, can we just not with Ham? Because he needs, he needs some help. The boy was so upset with his father that he went and tried to find a wife in a ditch full of dead people. Yeah. And then he let an evil king get into the ark and almost killed his father. I mean, we've we've got to help him out. And he's all alone now. It's the saddest We're, thing. I'm not, he's not going to start a family with somebody. He's just going to go die in the wilderness. Yeah, and somewhere. he's not Methuselah. So Very sad. Very he's sad. not going to live for years on a mountain and just want berries. No, no, no. Uh, all right. Well, we'll we'll lift the, these prayer requests up for this movie. Um, anything else that you wanted to talk about? Anything that we missed? Uh, any other funny scenes or memorable moments that we need to talk about? The glowing magical snake skin that was uh, wrapped around people's arms. That meant something. Times. I think that the snake skin was like a, a symbol of the blessing. Yes. Passed down from generation to generation. Also, little tiny thing that happened in the movie. Um, when they went into the ark, I was like, wait, do they have any lights in here? They can't use fire because it would catch the ark on fire. What's, oh. What? 
And then you look, and Noah is going in this little basket, and he has these, like, rocks that are, like, glowing. Once again, not only is this not the Bible, this is straight up magic, okay? <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings crap, okay? So, I just, those those glowing rocks, that was interesting to me. Would you recommend this movie? Absolutely, to anyone and everyone. Me too, definitely. Definitely watch it, especially it's free on Netflix. You should right make now. homemade chocolate chip cookies while you watch it. Yeah, I, if anything else, you will be... Uh, you will you'll be entertained and it will keep your attention. I think for the oh yeah for the running time. It's okay no if you doubt. have things that you don't like about it at the end. That's okay. That's okay. That is absolutely okay. And we would love to hear those things. So share them with us on our Facebook page. What would Jesus watch? Send them to us on Twitter at wwjwpod or individually at Alex Dorio. That's D O R I O T or at Kate Dorio. On Twitter, we're on Facebook, Instagram. You can hit us up with all that stuff. We'd love for you to subscribe to this podcast. Uh, tell your friends about it. And stick around for uh, our next episode, episode number three. We'll be back in one week with that. And the movie that you need to watch for the next episode. Case okay, so just finding out about this. I've already made the decision. Oh, obviously this is... It's going to be in our family. a romantic comedy oh, from geez. last year what? called Christian Mingle. Oh my gosh! <laughs> this one is not on Netflix yet, so you got to find it on iTunes or Amazon. I think it's only like 4 or $5 to rent it. Uh, you got to see this one. So uh, check it out. Uh, and even if you haven't seen it, come back for the conversation so we can tell you all about it. That'll be on next week's episode of What Would Jesus Watch? So we'll see you then.